I've got some good news for you this morning because Jesus has good news for you this morning. That shouldn't surprise us. The word gospel literally means good news. But if we're going to find good news in this particular gospel lesson, we might have to use our collective imagination to see it. But about that day and hour, no one knows, Jesus said to his disciples. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken, one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Those words sound scary to us. But imagine how they must have sounded to those disciples when they heard Jesus speak them so long ago. Imagine what it felt like to be someone who for his entire life had always known the indomitable power of the Roman Empire and to hear his master, his rabbi, say to him, Things don't have to be that way. They could change, even in an instant. Imagine how important those words were to the first century Christians who had witnessed Jesus' victory over death, and yet, because of persecution, faced death every day with no end in sight. Imagine how much hope there is in those words, even today, for someone who is buried under a crippling debt or who struggles to get out of bed in the morning because of mental illness. Imagine how powerful those words sound to one who is in prison because of her faith or someone who is isolated from family because of sectarian violence. What does Jesus say to us? The Son of Man will come at any hour and change everything. Isn't that good news? Isn't that important good news? We might have to use our imagination to hear it or to understand it, but the good news of God's judgment isn't imaginary. It's real. But in order for us to hear it and find it as the good news that it is, it forces us to change the way we talk about judgment and change the things that we give our hope to. The season of Advent is about helping us do just that. The message of hope that this season conveys is one, that judgment is not something to be run away from, but something we're called to cling to. But getting there, getting to that place where in the face of such struggle we find judgment as a message of hope takes practice and preparation. Most of the preparation we do this time of year is getting ready for Christmas, right? We buy presents, we decorate our houses, we organize our parties, but that instinct often feels like we're covering up the cracks of our lives with shiny wrapping paper and bright glistening lights. But the season of Advent is about a very different sort of preparation. It's about preparing for God to peel 
back that shiny paper and expose those cracks so that God might heal them, so that God might make all things new and whole. For those of us who've spent our entire lives covering up those cracks, that takes preparation. The spiritual question that we must wrestle with during this season of Advent is to ask ourselves whether we believe that those cracks define us. Does the brokenness that we carry beneath the surface of our holiday fluff, is that what matters in our lives? Or is that just dross waiting to be refined? Think about what your instinctive reaction is when you hear the preacher start to talk to you about judgment. Judgment. When we hear those words, we suck in our bellies and we sit up straight. Put a smile on our face to pretend that everything is okay. We sweep that stubborn bit of rubbish under the rug and hide our failures in the closet so the guests won't see them. We cover anything that will hold still with something shiny and pretty. We spend too much money on material goods that don't really mean all that much and we wrap them in paper that's just gonna be torn up and thrown away. When we hear about judgment, we pretend that all is well because to acknowledge the alternative is unthinkable. We hear judgment and we think of condemnation. But God's judgment is very different. God's loving judgment isn't pointing a finger at our mistakes so that we might wallow in the shame of them. God's judgment is open arms that shines a light on our failures so that they might be forgiven that calls out our grief and loss so that we might finally find comfort, that identifies for us those imperfections we've been trying to ignore for as long as we've been alive so that finally God might make us perfect. That's good news, but that doesn't make it easy. It's hard. It's hard to confront that which is broken within us and within the world we inhabit. That work requires a change in how we think about ourselves and how we think about God. It requires honesty and vulnerability. It requires us to believe that God is doing something amazing even when we can't see it happening. It requires trusting that God's promise of redemption is true for us even when adversity is winning. It requires a renewal of our faith and our relationship with the one who promises to come and redeem us. In the days of Noah, Jesus reminds us, people went on doing what they'd always done, eating and drinking and marrying, because the people of the world couldn't imagine a world any different from the one they had known. But God gave to Noah and his family a vision of a different way, that at any moment, God might come and make all things new. So it is with the coming of the Son of Man who comes when we least expect him and yet comes to make all things new. Can we have vision to see 
what God sees, what God knows is possible in our lives and in this world. The image Jesus uses to convey that untimeliness of judgment is itself a scary image, the image of the thief in the night, the one who didn't know what time his home would be broken into. But notice how Jesus uses that image, not to tell us to give up, not to tell us to sleep soundly for there's nothing we can do. Jesus uses that image to tell us to keep alert, to keep watch, to be on our guard. What's the difference between the owner of the house and the disciple? The disciple waits with confidence and hope and faith that when the Son of Man comes, the Son of Man will bring good news for the whole world. We know that our brokenness does not define us. We know that the struggles we carry, that we push way down beneath the surface, we know that they aren't the end of the story. And how do we know? Because we have seen God send God's Son into the world to take that brokenness onto God's self so that that very brokenness might be healed. The first advent helps us get ready for the second advent. It gives us confidence to wait and watch for the coming of Jesus with hope and with confidence. In the good news of Jesus, we see our future is certain, even if we don't know when that, certain will, that, when that future will come to pass. In the promised coming of the Son of Man, we are given a vision of what the world so often struggles to see or perhaps refuses to see, that the one who comes with judgment comes at any minute, and that when God comes, that is good news for us and good news for the whole world. Thanks be to God. Amen.